Dagon's Illusion, Episode 11 Eustace Shack, Shacky Shack, Ugly Shack, nobody know, nobody find. Stacky, 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 some junky junk hide it so. Shh, secret in the wind, the nasty wind with it in it. Not afraid, no, not me, not Eustace. Almost time, take it so. Behind an abandoned warehouse in the Ninth Ward squatted a pitiful shack. Mounds of old tires, trash, and rusting junk hid it from the street, but not from the storm. Sheets of rain tore at the shingles and wind hammered the walls. Filth from a nearby sewer gushed across the yard and through the flapping door. Inside, flashes of lightning revealed a bizarre room. The walls and ceiling were covered with thousands of eerie paintings, tacked upside down, sideways, and crossways, as though an art gallery had been plastered by a tornado. All were portraits, monstrosities of towering beauty and evil, juxtaposed with creatures of dazzling, fiery holiness. Each was a masterpiece, and all were being destroyed. Hundreds had been ripped down and were floating in the ankle-deep sewage. Hundreds more swirled in the air. In the center of the raging chaos sat a huge man hunched over a flimsy table. With each lightning flash, his wild hair was silhouetted, but he was bent so low that his face remained invisible. At first it appeared that he was in a catatonic trance but then he snorted and shook himself like a giant dog. Nose, 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 nose. Water was dripping from his nose. Sneezing, he wiped it on the soaked t-shirt that clung to his body. Then once more he hunched down. Gripped in his fist was a tiny paintbrush. With painstaking strokes, he added the last detail to an exquisite portrait. Beneath his hand lay an image of pale beauty, the face of a young woman, and she was dead. Her eyes were closed and her hair matted. The pallor of her skin, the lines of premature aging, the thin lips, all whispered of terrible suffering. The face was so real that it might have been looking up from a coffin. Suddenly there was a roar and a crash. The grimy windows shattered and the artist was covered with glass. A shard sliced the portrait. For a moment, the man sat motionless. Then he started shrieking with laughter. <laughs> more glass, more glass, more glass. Tricked you so, tricked you so. Choking with laughter, he began banging his head on the table. The wood splintered and the slashed masterpiece dropped into the filth. Rising to his full height of almost seven feet, he raised his arms and clawed the air. In the lightning, his screaming face became visible. He was young, no more than twenty-five. Small, narrow eyes stared out beneath thick brows. A heavy nose lay squashed between pockmarked cheeks. With a roar, the man rushed out of the shack into the full force of the storm. Instantly he was lifted and thrown headfirst into the muck. But with the strength of sheer fury, he battled his way back up. As debris whipped around him, he flailed at the sky. Frickin', frickin', more glass, so you, so you, so you, so you, ha, 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 fooled you too late, all finished, yes, picture finished, 
frickin' frickin' more glass. So time, time, time. With a screaming snarl, he plowed into the street. Behind him, a tree crashed, which brought more shrieking cackles. <laughs> so, so missed me. So missed me. Soon the water was up to his waist. Turning a corner, a wind-driven surge knocked him down, and he disappeared into the filth. Grabbing a stop sign, he clawed out and stood sputtering like a monstrous rat. Shaking his fist at the sky, he ranted, Can't stop, no, can't stop, no, too bad, more glass. Eustace too frickin' strong, yes, yes, it is so. It was as though the storm heard him. A thunder blast shook the ground. Snorting a huge ball of booger spit, he hocked it at the sky and waited on. After several blocks, he came to a section of small businesses. All the windows were boarded, but whatever preparations had been made meant nothing. Most of the roofs had blown off. As he stared through the lightning flashes, something bumped into his back. He spun around. Floating beside him was a coffin. Two more were drifting out of a storefront mortuary sandwiched between a barber shop and a cleaner's. Above the entrance hung a shattered sign, La Troge Mort, Specia in Create Arrangement, Your Dying Wish. Ha 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 see so, see see so, it's time, time, time. Shoving the caskets aside, he waded into the building. Most of the roof was gone and the lobby was in shambles. Chairs, sofas, flowers, and caskets floated in a giant soup. Flapping through the debris, he slipped and fell face down into an open casket. With the next lightning flash, he found himself nose to nose with a shriveled corpse. Yeah! Rolling out, he dumped the casket and the body flopped on top of him. Yuck! Giddy away! Giddy away! Giddy away! Struggling to his feet, he waded as fast as he could out of the lobby into the chapel. There he stood with mouth agape. Half a dozen fake palm trees lay smashed among broken chairs and tables. Floating in the black water were a hundred luminous plastic skulls. At the front was an altar decorated with pictures of Catholic saints splayed around a very large portrait of Papa Doc Duvalier. Next to the altar drifted a closed casket encrusted with chicken bones. Voodoo-doo-doo, frickin' frickin' chicken bloody nutties! Eustace hate bloody nutties, it is so! Behind a Hammond organ he saw a door and sloshed toward it. On the other side was a long hallway lined with closed doors, which he began throwing open. Where, 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 so not here, so not here, gonna find, yes, gonna find, yes, gonna find, yes. The search continued until only one door was left. Grabbing the knob, he jerked it off its hinges. Inside was a cold storage room. Okay, so yes, 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 yes. Rushing in, he began opening the steel compartments, peering at the toes of bodies. Not you, ugly. Not you, ugly. Not you, not you, not you, ugly, ugly, ugly. Finally, he opened one and said, Ah. Oh. Inside was a pair of female feet. With a look of fierce sorrow, he pulled out the drawer. On it lay a covered body. Slowly, he peeled back the plastic. Tears began streaming down his cheeks, and he whispered, Steffi, they do it. They do it. 
so bad, but time, 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 yes, morning time, morning time. On the tray lay a face of ethereal beauty, pale, rigid, bearing lines of terrible suffering. It was the face in the portrait. Pulling a sharpie from his pocket, he walked over to a wall and started drawing. A perfect circle, a perfect square and in the square intertwining lines and dots, dashes, and loops. The mysterious language of a little boy. The language of heaven. A half hour later, the huge man stumbled down a street that had become a rushing river. In front of him, he pushed a white casket. As the wind and rain lashed, suddenly there was a hellish roar. Down from the sky streaked a bolt of lightning. It smashed into the metal lid. The man was lifted into the air and blown into the raging water. And this time, he did not emerge. But the scorched casket floated on.